in 2021, an idiotic podcaster realized he'd set himself a ridiculous challenge to rewatch Trek in total chronological order by scene. The monumental challenge meant planning the task would be tough. Now, having survived temporal incarceration at the hands of the godlike entities, he returns home to release extra content in between the main shows, sketches, Trek news reactions, bloopers, and more. Oh, and maybe he'll find a talking car, lead a ragtag band of fugitive troops, uh, jump in a quantum particle accelerator and vanish. Uh, I don't know, this is the Temporal Trek Nexus Knights. Hello and welcome to Nexus Knights. Yes, this is the spin-off to the Temporal Trek podcast. Uh, this is the first episode, so uh, nice and easy, really. Um, <laughs> it's just me introducing what the show's going to be. Um, as you can probably tell, uh, there's quite a lot of noise going on in the background. Uh, the kid's uh, in the front room with me. He's currently watching some uh, YouTube kids and coughing away, as you just heard. Uh, there's uh, washing machines going off in the background, tumble dryers, uh, you name it. Um, it's probably happening in this house. There's traffic going on outside. Uh, so it's uh, pretty noisy around here. Um uh, I'm not going to edit any of that out. The whole point of Nexus Nights is so that I can put out content, uh, something that's Trek-related, uh, but um, it can be raw and dirty. Um, but um, it's it's just my way of uh, filling in the time, keeping the, the toe dipped in the podcasting and editing, crucially, the editing part of the world, um, but uh, so that I don't fall out of habits because uh, we went away for a little bit on the Temporal Trek podcast for a couple of months um, due to loads of circumstances, COVID being the main one, and it was quite hard to get back into the routine of re-editing, uh, getting all together, uh, trying to piece together the narrative that I was trying to build in the background, the characters, uh, the editing for those characters' voices, you know, all this sort of thing. Um, so I sort of missed out um and um it sort of got out that habit got out of the the second nature that it was coming to i was actually getting pretty good at it i thought uh so i wanted to keep it going record stuff like this i might edit out some of the erms and ahs and oohs and all that kind of stuff but um um if the kid wants you know a snack or something like that uh, you might find that I take a break and it'll still be in the episode, so I just don't know. Uh, there are some episodes or some formats to the segments, and I'll come into those in a moment, um, that will be more like a tra Temple Trek podcast episode. So they'll be heavily edited, there might be sound effects, there might be characters, there'll be recorded skits, sketches, that sort of thing. Oh, creaky chair. Oh, there we go. Um, but some of the other segments, uh, like the Trek News segment, and I'll start with that one, I suppose, um, they're going to be a little bit more loose, a little bit more on the road. Uh, there are functions now on my smart device, on my uh, Apple phone, uh, that will allow me to record on the go, and I will try and do that as well. Uh, so you might get uh, a walk and talk episode if there's a some Trek news that's just been announced that uh, has just happened and now I've got to go off to work. So I'll record it on my walk into work. Uh, fresh thoughts, first time reactions, first thoughts, that sort of thing. So there'll be first impressions, first things. Um, first time reactions is how I'm going for it. Now, first time reactions can have two strands. It could be me reacting to the news, like my first thoughts on what it's going to be. Uh, but also if I've just watched an episode. So if the latest episode of whatever series has just come out, we're 
Strange New Worlds, Discovery and so on, um, my first thoughts so that I can sort of catalogue it and have it there ready to go. Uh, as some of you who listen to the Temporal Trek podcast may already know, uh, I like to call back sense memories when I'm rethinking about episodes. But, you know, there are episodes I'm enjoying now. Uh, I want myself in 20 years time when I come to rewatching them again, uh, in certainly in the case of Picard, which is going to take forever to get to now, um, I would like to have, you know, a little catalogue memory just to jog the old noggin, because uh, in 20 years time, I'm going to be significantly older and it might be harder to remember. So this one's for you, future Dan. So it'll be my first reactions to episodes, to movies, perhaps. Oh, please let there be some more movies. Uh, so that'll be first time reactions. Trek news will be a little bit more thought put into it. Uh, I'll have give myself, you know, 24 hours or so to really sort of mull over it. And uh, in the case of this episode, which will be a Trek news episode, uh, it's a couple of weeks late, uh, but that's because of half terms and the kids and all that kind of stuff, uh, where even me recording uh, just like this with very little editing, uh, it just means that I wouldn't be able to do record anything. I wouldn't be able to get onto the computer to then edit it properly or do anything to it. Uh, so uh, half terms and holidays, you won't get any of this lot either. Uh, so <laughs> some days you just can't get it done. Um, but Trek news will be a little bit more thought put into it, so it won't be first-time reactions. But maybe I'll just amalgamate the two together. Who knows? I don't know yet. Um there are uh, other segments, so it will be um, things uh, around the show, so not just the TV shows and movies. It will be whether there's been uh, something that's sort of uh, tangentially connected to the show. Perhaps a writer has gone on to another show, things like that. Maybe I'll include those as well. But like I say, I really want to keep that Trek focused uh, and not make it too broad and too sci-fi. Um, you know, you, there are far better places to find your sci-fi news than me. Uh, it would just be my thoughts on what is to come. Ah, good old coffee. Right. Um, what else? Well, uh, there's a couple of other segments which I'm really looking forward to getting to, and these will be the slightly more polished, hopefully more polished, uh, episodes. The great fun of making Temple Trek, um, has been, um, indulging in my whims as uh, a wannabe actor amateur actor as it were uh, and having silly characters and silly voices and all that sort of thing so uh, i am going to put together uh, sketches uh, skits maybe around characters i've already introduced into temple trip podcast if you no, know, a funny little idea comes into my head um, and i'll write a little script for it this is more to keep my writing bone going uh, and uh, making sure that I keep that muscle exercise too. And maybe it'll inspire me to do some actual proper writing as well, uh, as I am an author, as you should know already. And if you don't, and if you're brand new and you've just uh, subscribed to this Nexus Nights thing, sounds pretty fun. Um, I'm an author and I do write children's books. I am attempting to write some more uh, grown-up books, I suppose you could say. Um, but I've, again, fallen out of practice with that as well. Uh, what with... Uh, the little one who you can probably hear in the background and uh, likewise you know it's not easy to sit down for a couple of hours in dead quiet and just write and really focus and concentrate so uh, writing little sketches I'm hoping will sort of uh, keep that alive uh, so that when the little one finally goes off to nursery I can get back into it and properly allocate more times there he goes again so those will be sketches uh, there's no real fun topic I haven't put any like 
title for that yet because I just don't know what that's going to be. Um, I will leave it to my future imagination to come up with something. Um, next will be um, something that I've wanted to do for a very long time, which is uh, narrate to read aloud um, certain uh, stories that I have written fanfic yes you can call it fanfic and uh, it's a story that i put together with a group of people who were in a chat group called um at the time we were discussing disco but we've now branched out and we've called it just you know star trek universe chat um but uh, at first there was just a core group of us there was about i think it was 11 of us and we got on really well. We used to chat all the time. Um, you know, just as Disco was starting, Discovery was just uh, just about to come out. We really got into, you know, what's going to be this, you know, theories, uh, uh, thinking about all of the actors and, you know, whether we liked a scene or things like that. And we eventually then just started mucking around and having chats generally about Star Trek. And one of us uh, just got into the idea of just asking everybody, you know, if you could be... Uh, a alien or a species or anything like that from Star Trek, what would it be? We all came up with our answers and um, and you know sort of gave a little backstory. So I, being the writer again, trying to exercise that muscle, decided I'll write a little fanfic and just it'll be for our, just our group and that'll be it. And uh, it sort of spawned into something a bit bigger, uh, something a bit wider. Uh, it it kind of uh, overlapped with the fanfic I was already writing, but I wanted to sort of keep it separate, so it's a separate story, but in the same part of that universe. Um, but I will be narrating each chapter. USS Vector. From my fanfic, The USS Vector. And all of that will become apparent when I make those episodes. Uh, one chapter at a time, and uh, you know, I'm still writing the story i have not finished it so uh, i'll be adding pieces so it might be a few months in between chapters but once they're all collated then you can put it all together and have a complete story to listen to uh, fall asleep to with my voice uh, and i apologize for any asmr people out there falling asleep uh, trying to stay awake whilst listening to this but there you go um but the uss vector is something i've wanted to narrate for a long time because I can hear a story in my head far better than I can write it. And uh, yes, I am a writer admitting that he cannot write. Um, but once I can hear a story, then I can write and sort of type it up. So I'm good on that bit. Um, I really hope I can get some of the people from the, the group in and maybe they can voice the characters that they said they were going to be. And we'll go from there. Um, but uh, I'll see if they're willing to do that. Next will be... Mmm, franchise frappe. It's a fun idea that I was having. Uh, again, trying to think of keeping my creative juices flowing. Uh, and I'm calling it franchise frappe. Uh, the idea is uh, that you take Star Trek as a core ingredient and then you will take another franchise. Uh, has to be science fiction. I'm probably going to steer clear of too much uh, reality-based TV or stuff like that. Uh, can be fantasy. Um, could be, uh, you know, something, you know, drama, something tragedy, uh, perhaps even a comedy, like a, a sitcom or something, and try and bring it into the Star Trek universe. But there will be little niggles stopping me from writing a certain thing or writing it too easy, 
writing it too easy. Uh, you know, I will pull out of a hat that uh, say it was Star Trek and Quantum Leap. Let's go with Quantum Leap. And uh, yeah, you think, oh, well, it's easy. You know, it's just him time traveling and he leaps forward. No, 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 no. Can't do that. I will also pull out a plot device, a MacGuffin, and that will force the story to have to take certain shapes. Um, it could mean that Quantum Leap could come up several times, but it will be a different story because I'll pull, pull out time travel for one or parallel universe for another. So it has to be a parallel universe story as opposed to a time travel story. Uh, and hopefully that will change. And it will have to be set in a certain era. So I will pull a different era each time. So we'll have Star Trek TOS, Star Trek TNG, uh, but each story will be completely different depending on what I pull out of the hat. But Franchise Frappe will be um, hopefully a bit of fun. Um, and I will be looking for submissions. Um, any ideas, any shows that you would like put in? Um, if guests want to come in for those segments or if you don't fancy being a guest but want to pre-record something if you prefer just having your own time to pre-record it make up your own one I will tell everyone who the what the MacGuffins are the plots or anything like that uh, they can record their own pull it out of a hat and pitch their own crossover franchise frappe um i hope it's a fun idea it's just a silly stupid thing i thought about doing um but i really hope it sort of takes off on that one and going back to the less polished the less uh, edited um episodes there'll be a fanfic top pick it's fanfic top pick um, I will trawl social media as it's quite easy to do. Uh, like I say, being a dad, staying at home um, and uh, not having the quiet house to do much. Um, social media does sort of tend to play into my day for quite a bit. And the wonderful interactions I'm having with people on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the fan community for Star Trek is so great. And there's so many times you'll see someone pitch an idea for a TV show or they will have a fanfic or anything like that. If I get a chance to you know, fall down that rabbit hole and I really enjoy it, I want to feature it. I want to put it on a fanfic top pick. Uh, I'll obviously contact the person involved and uh, let them know that I'm doing it and whether they want to you know, keep their names out of it or whether they want to own it and come on and talk about it. What was the idea? Where would they like to see it go? That sort of thing. Um, I want to encourage creativity. And it could be something simple as a bit of fan art that I've seen. And uh, I'd like to talk about it. So it's fanfic, but it's not necessarily just fanfic. It's about any kind of fan creation that I think, wow, that's amazing. I really want to talk about it. Um, you know, things it might make me think about. Uh, it could just be a five minute show of just me just saying, here they are. This is what it is. You know, check it out. Um, more of kind of like a recommend, social media recommends thing. But fanfic top pick, you know, nice and alliterative. Lots of noises. Uh, great for a podcast, that noise. Um, but again, want to build like a community around the show. So just having a bit of fun with that one. Bloopers. Next will be bloopers. Um, the archetype of the less polished segment. Uh, sometimes when you're recording an episode, as you probably already noticed now, speech will slip up. There'll be breaks in conversation. There won't necessarily be a very clean uh, or bit of audio. Um, someone's internet will uh, wig out and somebody's voice will become like Robbie the Robot and we'll just have to put it you know, out of the show. But I don't want to lose those moments because sometimes they're quite funny. Uh, sometimes they're a bit you know, um, odd and you just want to make sure you don't lose those things. Uh, they're a good laugh. Uh, so uh, 
it'll be few and far between because I'll probably collate bloopers from across a whole season of Temporal Trek. Uh, but bloopers, outtakes, anything like that, um, I want to keep it in. I want to keep it there. Again, if you're a fan of Temporal Trek, those will be great episodes. If you're not and you're just listening to Nexus Nights for our segments, uh, then uh, you can skip those ones. They won't be there. Uh, but uh, bloopers, outtakes, uh, nice and easy bit of content. It's already made. We just have to fluff up. Uh, so there you go. Um, those are the segments so far that I have planned. There are lots of segments that I really want to get off the ground first the ones I've just mentioned. There's also segments stuck in the back of my brain that I'm still trying to wiggle around and try and figure out what exactly they're going to be. Um, and we'll explore them as we go. Uh, but right now, I just wanted to get a first episode out there and um, you know describe what Nexus Nights is going to be and just go from there. So this episode is effectively um, a Trek News slash First Reactions. Like I say, there's going to be a bit of crossover here. But this is me recording uh, two weeks out from uh, First Contact Day 2021 to place it where it's going to be. And by the time you hear this episode, it'll be about three weeks from uh, First Contact Day. So it was a huge day, a fantastic celebration of Star Trek. I really enjoyed it. As a Star Trek fan, I kind of feel like it's slipped by the wayside that we've been getting great new shows. We've been getting lots of content, but the celebration hasn't been as cohesive, hasn't been as organized. There are the conventions, there are uh, publicities for uh, various upcoming projects, but there isn't been there hasn't been a cohesive effort to really celebrate a single thing. Uh, First Contact Day this year, and then also Star Trek Day, which commemorates when we actually saw Star Trek for the first time. Um, they've been really great, but we've only had two so far, and it's it's been a nice way of pulling things together. Yes. Some of the interviews, some of the panels feel very edited and they are just as commercial as the publicity that you'll find for a movie and uh, TV shows and things like that. So you don't really get much in the way of uh, spoilers, but you will get to see uh, first looks at things, uh, announcements, trailers. You will get the stuff that gets us as fans excited. So among the things, uh, there were uh, Prodigy which uh, I am really excited to see. Um, not just for my own um, love of Star Trek and looking at the universe expanding, but the idea of having a show that I will sit down with my kids to purposely show them Star Trek. Uh, it's just a fun idea for me. Animation's always a good in for my kids uh, who have you know various different ages and they've just sort of come into animation. Uh the, my middle child especially has really just started getting into The Simpsons, Futurama, and has watched some of The Lower Decks with me. Um, and we finished the season uh, the other day with the last episode. Uh, some of the episodes we'll come back to, um, but we have gone through quite a bit of Lower Decks. And he absolutely loves it. Doesn't get all the jokes, some of the adult jokes that are in there. Uh, but he loves the animation, he loves the silliness, the pace, the quick uh, fire, some of the visual gags as well. Um, so having another show that might be a little bit more serious, but still animation, um, it'll just be nice to have that with the kids. Um, there are elements of New Trek and Old Trek alike that are perhaps difficult, uncomfortable, um, you know, subject matter that may not be the easiest thing to have with kids that something like a Nickelodeon level 
kids oriented show um will allow for that trek as has always been all the way back to the 60s um maybe difficult to share with kids um so uh, i'm just really looking forward to it for that we got to see janeway for the first time this time around we've seen the cast before uh, in the aforementioned uh, star trek day from 2020 but then 2021 we now got to see the animated janeway the hologram of janeway it did get me thinking well how is there a janeway in the delta quadrant uh this thing is going to be set you know a few years uh after voyager has made it home after uh, nemesis i think pre uh the uh explosion of the romulan star um but you know how is there a hologram of janeway so it made me think and uh it made me think well what starfleet vessels are in the delta quadrant a is it another starfleet vessel just as the voyager and the equinox that was pulled into the delta quadrant um, was there a third one that the caretaker pulled in and um she is part of that program um somehow perhaps there was you know a leftover bit of programming uh that was found on uh you know a leftover module from, from voyager's trek home uh that made its way to this derelict ship but the ship unfortunately didn't make it home as the voyager did and they made a program based around janeway something like that uh that seems unlikely because of the amount of coincidence that would be in that show uh, so I was also thinking, is there another copy of Voyager somewhere? Uh, throughout Voyager, there have been several time copies, redos. Um, you've got the Voyager that crashed uh, in Timeless. You know, just because the timeline was reset doesn't mean there's not a Voyager out there that is perhaps stuck in a time bubble. Uh, you do, you know, I like my time bubbles from Temple Trek. Um, but you know, have they found another copy of Voyager which has? the um training hologram of Janeway uh, it would certainly allow for that uh, it would probably be the easiest to write because you just say it was you know it was pushed in through temporal blah 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 um techno babble you know that sort of thing uh, but it's a copy of Voyager in some way the other idea um uh, which may be quite difficult is that it was a, a experimental ship that Starfleet sent to go and rescue Voyager um, they sent it there, it broke down, and it stopped there. And it was already preloaded with a hologram of Janeway and so forth um, that would allow the Voyager crew to interact with and allow them to bring themselves home. Uh, that it was, you know, just like the episode where there's the fake ship that is sent, um, which turns out not to be from the Federation. But what if that really did happen? Um, you've got the possibility of a ship that has a trans warp device on board that doesn't quite work that these characters the new crew will have to somehow fix to try and get back to the federation they'll learn about the federation and that uh, there was a version of Janeway there was a version of the doctor there was a version of um, Tom Paris and everyone already pre-programmed into the ship uh, that would allow them to learn the new systems so they could pilot back home um, you know I was thinking maybe that's a possibility my other thought the possibility that it's uh, not really a hologram of Janeway. It's assuming a, a Janeway persona based on interactions with the Voyager crew. Um, perhaps something Neelix put together um, and th there'll be a crossover with Neelix at some point in the show. 
that uh, it's not a Starfleet-made hologram. It is a hologram, and it is of Janeway, uh, but it's not uh, Starfleet-branded. It's based around her, but it's not actually her. Um, it's based, pushed, pieced together from odd bits of logs, that sort of thing. Uh, but there's so many possibilities, so many things they could do with the show. And the two writers, the Hageman brothers, uh, I love Troll Hunters. Again, the kids really got into that series. Uh, I got into that series, let's face it. Uh, it was good, good writing, uh, good fun, adventure story, um, and something that kids are going to enjoy. And I really, really hope that works, especially for Star Trek. Star Trek has always been something that I've uh, wanted to see appeal to all age groups individually and then also have a family show, one that can appeal to all age groups at the same time as well. Because infinite diversity, you can have all these things. Picard, the trailer, the teaser trailer for Picard, teasing Q is just a great idea. I was already pumped for season two, knowing that Guinan was coming back and that we might get more on her backstory. Um, but... I'm really, really excited to see Q. There's so many things, again, you could do with that story. Um, he, as a character, has moved on. He became a father in Voyager. You know, we had Q2, everything like this. Has he now become a grandfather? Has Q2 then had a baby and all this sort of thing? Um, seeing Picard now as a golem and he's got his new body. He's now an android. He is not quite human. Um, the conversations going on between the two of them is just going to be fantastic. Uh, overall, Picard season one hasn't sort of stayed with me as much as some of the other series yet. Um, not my least favourite, but it still hasn't sort of got into my DNA yet. I'm not quoting it as much. I'm not getting back to it as much. Um, so I am looking forward to more familiarity and more characters that I can engage with, pun intended, um, in a Picard show. But it's a teaser. There's not really much more to go in there. There's loads of Easter eggs in that trailer that have been picked apart by people far more observant than me. I like to focus more on the story ideas uh, than uh, the actual nitty gritty because who knows? It could just be a misdirect. But um, after that, we then got the trailer for uh, Discovery Season 4. And it looks like a great trailer. Lots of whiz-bangs, lots of uh, CGI, lots of talking. Um, lots of people um, uh, giving great speeches about being together and working together. But compared to the other output from First Contact Day, probably the one that I'm least excited for. Probably because it's just a known entity, because I've already seen three seasons of uh, Discovery. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I, I knew this was coming back, it's fine. Um, there was nothing in that trailer that made it look like it was going to be a new, complete different show. Season 3 made it look like it was going to be a completely different show, and it was. It was a good breakaway, they started a new narrative, uh, good or bad, whether you liked it or not, um, they were doing something different. Season 4 looks like it's a continuation of that story, which I was expecting, and that's great, uh, but there's really nothing else I can say about it. I'm not, I'm not as interested um, for Discovery Season 4 coming in. It's yet another galaxy-wide threat uh, which is kind of the danger uh, and I know I'm an author and I'm bad-mouthing other, author, other authors but the fact that people working on the show are the authors and the books the Star Trek books tend to get very galactic in their appeal because there's no budget for them there's no science fiction um, TV 
uh, thing that says, you know, you have to uh, dumb it down or you have to play down the special effects because we've got a budget to keep to. In a book, you can write whatever's in your imagination. So, of course, you're going to go for galaxy level threats, huge things that are going to wipe out the galaxy uh, in a single stroke and, and our heroes have to fight against it. You can be epic in a book. Um, it doesn't quite translate over to TV, which is I've always seen as more of a a smaller platform for character-based work. And one of the advantages uh, that Star Trek has always had in that sphere is that it has been so character-focused. Um, the stories could get epic, the stories could get big, but it always came back to the characters. Um, you know, big case in point, the best of both worlds. As much as you might remember about the Borg invasion and Wolf 359, we never saw that. It was about Riker. It was about his thoughts on moving on and promotion and what's he waiting for um, and seeing if he could be the man for the big chair. Um, it, Discovery for me is missing those moments. It's so fast. It's so big and bombastic, which is wonderful to see. And I love the fact that they've got the budget to show this kind of stuff. But we don't get those moments to really love the crew. It's given over to one or two lines, a little bit of dialogue here or there in one or two episodes per season. And it's not enough. You know, I, I want more. Uh, effectively, my problem with Discovery is that I don't get enough of the the episodes to really engage and care for the crew. I love the story and I love the, uh, the elements of it, the science fiction that is in it, um, particularly the fiction, uh, because it can be a bit wacky with the science. But it's as time has gone on, my love of Discovery has changed. It's been now um, a series of missed opportunities that I hope they will go back to. And they hope that in this season we will get um, we will get the chance to, to know the characters, to really see them and then go from there. Now, um, again, you know, I know that there have been seasons like uh, in TOS, there have been characters that we never really got to know. We didn't know much about Chekhov or Sulu uh, or definitely not Uhura. Um, but of what we got, we got to know characters and love the characters over a long period of time before we got to the TOS movies where it was big and bombastic and had a budget and could be more epic in its scale. We still love the characters because we had the time to get to know them first. And that's my problem so far with the Discovery trailer is that I see all these characters and there's very few that I could say that I know and feel a lot about to want to see what happens to them. Uh, finally, uh, Strange New Worlds. Um, cannot wait for that. I'm really looking forward to it. Again, as I just said with Discovery, I'm hoping that that episodic element that they've been promising uh, for a couple of months now, uh, that that plays into getting to know the characters more. And if that fulfills that itch that I want to scratch, then great, because then we'll have two shows, the Discovery for the Bombastics and we'll have the uh, Strange New Worlds for the characters. That's fine. Uh, if that's the way it's going to be, that's absolutely fine for me. Um, and it might make me more excited for Discovery because Discovery will be the breakaway. It will be the the, you know, the Fast and Furious to, to the um, indie movie that I hope that we get with uh, Strange New Worlds. There was lots of other news. I'll probably come back to it later. Uh, the Nichelle Nichols um, uh, documentary that I really am looking forward to. I can't wait to see that. I loved uh, For the Love of Spock. 
uh, or the the captain's documentaries, uh, the behind the scenes um, uh, documentaries for uh, the first two seasons of TNG, uh, what we leave behind, all that sort of stuff. So to have a Uhura documentary or Nichelle Nichols, I should say, uh, Nichelle Nichols documentary and, and how she impacted real space flight and NASA and the programs behind it. Um, cannot wait for that. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's rumours about a, a new movie, uh, Star Trek 4, or what will be 14, I guess. Um, but uh, that was not officially announced or um, was mentioned in any way. Uh, I know we got a, a Lower Decks Season 2 trailer, or at least a teaser for certain things. Absolutely loved Lower Decks. I know I've mentioned it before, um, so I'm not going to go too much into detail uh, on my thoughts and feelings on that. But I have enjoyed having that experience with my son. Cannot wait for more love the crew again in such a few episodes i got to know that crew so much better than i did in discovery and again i don't want to come down on discovery too hard i do love discovery it really is a good show um i just want more <laughs> uh, but uh absolutely loved what we got to see from uh, lower deck season two uh the panels like i say with first contact day um they felt there, some of it was rehearsed, some of it was too clean cut and too well edited. Uh, it felt like we needed to just have the people relaxed, have it more of an informal discussion. It felt like, oh, here's my question. You already have a prepared answer. Um, so here you are. Um, but I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for all of this stuff to come. Um, so I'm going to stop there because it's already coming up at 35 minutes and probably with a bit of editing time, it'll come down to half an hour. Um, but most of this was just explaining what Nexus Nights is going to be. So I'm going to stop there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I don't really have a, a call off at the moment, a sign off bit. Um, you know, Temple Trek, I like to say is, I'll see you in the next time stream, but this is just a, you know, a nice easy show. So uh, here in the Nexus Nights, it's uh, wonderful to have you and I hope I get you again. Um, come back to me with a better sign off than that. <laughs> there we go. Um, but thank you very much for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this latest Nexus Nights episode. If you'd like to get in contact, you can search us on Facebook or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Or you can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. The show itself is a work of pure fiction on my part and all the views and opinions I express are my own and are not reflective of the rights holders of Star Trek. The intro music, The Dust Clears, and the outro music, Changes, are by Jim Hall. Check out his work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek Nexus Nights is hosted on Anchor FM. If you enjoyed this content and would like to support the show, follow, subscribe, review, and of course, share on social media for me, and I'll catch you next time.